It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have... Whoa, I lost my microphone, Steve. Hey, let's do have a conversation. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body, my friends. Have courage. We were made for this moment. Thank you to the team that I work with. That's producer Steve. We're adding in producer Luke because he he runs a backup for you when you need that producer Steve. So producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday to you, producer Steve. Finally Friday, although it doesn't sound, it's not as bad as I make it sound. I just can't believe we go from Monday to Friday in the blink of an eye. And each day, it seems like you're going through the, what, the not the drudgery, but it just doesn't, I can't see how Friday gets here so quickly. And as regards to Luke, he does a great job. All we have to do is feed him uh, Eric Manning burritos. And then he's happy. That's right. And That's I right. guess Eric's going to be bringing in some burritos this morning. I didn't hear that, but, oh, I welcome it. Uh, yes, he uh, he's uh, got some pretty delicious ones, and that's Manning's Famous Burritos. Uh, check out our website. That's KimMunson.com. Uh, sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll see uh, our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. We've got some great ones coming down the down the pike here. And email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And I have some emails I need to get back to people with. Uh, you know, we had... Um, Terrilyn Romero on yesterday regarding the Jefferson County commissioners are suing her to try to take her land. And uh, we had a number of, of listeners that reached out and they said that they had gone to the the website and it says on the website that the um, county has come to a temporary agreement with the homeowner on that. And one of the listeners said this was under coercion. And uh, so stay tuned. This is going to get real interesting, Steve. Now, what are they saying? The agreement's under coercion? No, they didn't say it's under coercion. They said that there's a temporary agreement with the Uh, landowner. Okay. But I had some listeners that brought that to my attention, and one of them said that it was under coercion. Because as she said, that that, um, she needed more time to be able to put together her legal case. Bear in mind, she's paying for her um, legal fees out of her own pocket. And of course, the Jefferson County commissioners who are suing her are using tax dollars to do so. <laughs> it's funny. I, it's, it, it is. Not, it? Yeah. It's funny, but it's not. It's In funny, terms of the not. way, the pulpit that you have. And by the way, I got a text yesterday from um, John Rush asking for uh, Tara Lynn's info, contact info. He wanted to put her on his show. So the excellent, excel, or the uh, application of pressure in the right places and bringing to light. Uh, what did ho- you, by the way, what did you dub this year? It's going to be the year of... Yeah, the Truth Revealed. Truth Revealed. Okay. Well, certainly, and this is a great segue into the classified document thing that's going on, but you know, carry on. Don't let me get you off track. Okay. Well, do we do want to get to that. Uh, so let's let's continue on. We have uh, let's see. We're going to rebroadcast an interview that we did with World War II 
uh, I think it was a B-17 pilot, Fred Weiss. It was a B-17? Yes. Okay, so we're going to be, re- be rebroadcasting that this Sunday. And then at uh, 8.30 this morning, we're going to be, um, let's see, uh, for next week, we're going to be, um, let's see, recording an interview with a uh, World War II widow. A veteran's widow. So that's going to be really interesting as well. So back, back to Fred for a second. Did you just now mention his age? He's ninety eight. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the words of this this man who did such an incredible thing, and you know, recent events in Texas where a B seventeen went down, you kind of got to relook at this aircraft, and to be flying over Germany, heavily defended Germany, and doing what they did. Uh, I can't comprehend it. So It's pretty unbelievable. And that will be this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. And then every Sunday night, uh, last week's uh, um, America's Veteran Stories is broadcast. And then every Saturday night, that's 10 to 11 at night. And every Saturday night, 10 to 11 at night, the uh, two weeks ago uh, interview is, is rebroadcast. So there's a lot of great stories there. I wanted to get to the quote for today. We've got a jam-packed show planned for you again. Uh, and Jessica Vaughn with the Center uh, for Immigration Studies has uh, written a very important piece that is in the New York Post. And it says border, Biden's border policies facilitate shocking modern day slavery. So I decided I would go to slavery quotes. And in light of what is happening, um, well, and I could go to the bill of the day. It says Colorado lawmakers want to eliminate all carbon emissions by 2050, offer tax credits on clean lawn equipment. And so basically what is going to happen is your choices on which lawn equipment that you might use will be taken away. And you know that they're talking about um, getting rid of the opportunity for people to have gas-powered stovetops and and ranges. And so I thought this was... I thought this was a great connection. And, of course, she's on a much more serious subject. But uh, Frederick Douglass was an American social reformer, abolitionist, orator, writer, and statesman. After escaping from slavery in Maryland, he became a national leader of the abolitionist movement in Massachusetts and New York. And he was famous for his oratory and uh, incisive anti-slavery writings. And uh, he was a fervent Republican as well. He was born in 1817 or 1818. He died in 1895. And he said this. And, Steve, I think this is so appropriate for what's happening right now. I didn't know I was a slave until I found out and found out I couldn't do the things that I wanted. Again, I didn't know I was a slave until I found out I couldn't do the things I wanted. I guess he's referring to his formative years or his teen years when he when he makes a when statement. When he was like a slavery, that. probably. And, he, and he's starting <laughs> to figure out the big picture here. It's like, hey, we're we're not free to do whatever we we want here, right? And uh, so anyway, and I'd recommend that you check out uh, Frederick Douglass quotes. And, I, and the one at the end of the show is a little long. I hope I can get that in because sometimes the conversations are so good. It's a it's a little sneaky to try to make that happen. Uh, but again, let's just go over here to the. Colorado Bill of the Day. It's Senate Bill 2316. And uh, this is a piece from the Colorado Sun. And it says, Colorado lawmakers want to eliminate all carbon emissions by 2050 and offer tax credits on clean lawn equipment. And my friends, we need to realize that CO2 is plant food. And so if you want to eliminate plant food, just extrapolate out what that would mean. Because we eat plants, the animals that we eat eat plants, 
And uh, so there, this is a trajectory. It's not, it's not achievable. It's not sustainable. And it's nuts is what it is. But it says uh, Senate Bill 16 would set new greenhouse gas reduction goals of 65% from the 2005 benchmark levels. Why did they decide 2005? And that was before Colorado had all of this growth. So they want to constrict us back to those levels. And uh, they want to do this by 2035. And then 80% by 2040, 90% by 2045, and 100% by 2050. And this is by Michael Booth and Jesse Paul. They said one of the boldest climate change and air pollution bills set for debate in the legislature this year would attempt to eliminate all of Colorado's carbon emissions by 2050, setting these other goals. Uh, The Denver Democrat Senator Chris Hansen is sponsoring this bill, which would also direct the state pension fund to use its shareholder rights to push climate change measures, officially classify sewage to heat exchanges as clean energy sources and speed up improvement of transmission lines to boost renewable energy production. It's unclear how much support Hansen's bill will receive from the Polis administration, which at times has been reluctant to add new air pollution provisions affecting private business. Uh, you know, as I look at that, I'm thinking this may be a setup for Polis as he is um, preparing his bid for president, that maybe he's going to come out and look like he's tough against these. But this this doesn't happen by accident. There's certainly a strategy on that. And uh, it says it it goes through a number of things here, but it says it creates a 30 percent tax credit for qualifying clean electric lawn and garden equipment like mowers and trimmers and leaf or snowblowers. The retailer would be able to claim the credit and take the amount off the price of the point of sale. With Colorado off the track of its greenhouse gas reduction goals, this bill, you, you not using your gas powered mower would help in clarifying the scope and pace the state must achieve, said Michael Hyatt, Deputy Managing Attorney for Earth Justice's Rocky Mountain office. We take away those leaf blowers, those gas leaf blowers in your mower, and by gosh, we're going to be able to affect this. This is nuts. You know what it is? It's, make, <laughs> sorry. You're making me ill. <laughs> you know, uh, when I say this is nuts, it reminds me Battle of the Bulge. Remember when... Yes. Um, the, it was McAuliffe, and uh, our guys were surrounded. And yeah, they, they, the Germans came to negotiate something, and yeah. the response was... Nuts. <laughs> this is nuts. This is what this is. Uh, speaking of nuts, I mean, is that a great segue? We could go to uh, all of these uh, classified documents that are being found, have been found by the Biden administration. Let's go ahead and, and play that soundbite. I draw your attention to how the question is asked, and I'm pretty sure it's Peter Ducey of Fox News who's, you know... <laughs> His reputation is growing here, but here it is. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. But anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, But as I. Right there. I think in his mind, now he's reading this response, by the way, but in his mind, it's much more important that his, we all know about his Corvette than, than the issue about the documents. But 
I thought it was the lock garage thing, but continue on. I digress. Here we go. I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified <laughs> markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately notified, and the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. Boy, he did a good job clarifying that, huh, Producer Steve? Yeah, and uh, I'm reading between the lines here, but does it sound like a scurry to figure out where these? future documents might show up? Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, when they uh, raided Mar-a-Lago, they even went through uh, Melania's closet. So I'd suggest that maybe they check Jill's underwear drawer. What do you think? Well, that and the bathrooms at Washington Station, you know, I don't know. It's um, something about this doesn't pass the smell test. All of a sudden that uh, these documents are just showing up in his garage in in this this library. And I wanted to make the point that his Corvette is safe behind borders, that his Corvette is in a locked garage. Uh, so his Corvette is safe behind borders. He has a locked garage so people can't can't get in and get it. But quite frankly, he's not locking the border or he's not locking our southern border. So with that, we're going to go to break here in just a minute because we'll be talking with Jessica Vaughn. I can only offer her one segment because we were already so jammed up on everything. But I'm really excited to have her on. She's with the Center uh, for Immigration Studies, and she's written this really important piece regarding Biden's border policies uh, facilitate shocking modern day slavery. Show comes to you because of great sponsors. And the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team can create personalized insurance plans to cover all of your needs, from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Contact Roger Mangan Team, the, the Roger Mangan Team, at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. So I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on my car insurance. So you told your agent you play the bagpipes for your dog? What? No, I didn't get that personal. My agent just helped me create an affordable price just for me. Okay, let me show you what I've been working on. Hey, Buster! Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. 
All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It is Friday, and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, one of the things uh, that has force all over it is human trafficking. And this last Wednesday was National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. And uh, Jessica Vaughn, who is the Director of Policy Studies at the Center for Immigration Studies, has um, uh, uh, written a very important piece that's in the New York Post uh, regarding Biden's border policies facilitate shocking modern-day slavery. Jessica Vaughn, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be with you. Uh, this is pretty strong language, Jessica, regarding slavery. Uh, so where, sh- where should we start on this issue? Well, I, I think what's important for folks to understand is that with the chaos at the border, it facilitates uh, this uh, trade in human beings and that uh, it is occurring right in our midst often under our nose, and, and people do need to be aware of what's happening. But there's also something we can do about it. And it's happening not only in commercialized sex trade, which people are familiar with often from you know, a lot of attention to that particular form of trafficking, but a more common form of trafficking that is occurring because of the Biden administration's policies that incentivize people to come because they know they're going to be allowed to stay, and that is forced labor trafficking. Because what's happening is uh, people know that if they can make it to the border, they're probably going to be allowed into the United States right now under the current policies. And so what they can do is pay a down payment to the smuggling organization, and then once they get here, they are hooked up with with, uh, criminal organizations on this side of the border that uh, tell the migrants that they have to pay off the rest of their smuggling debt by working in low-wage jobs for a pittance of wages, live in squalid conditions, and the migrants think that this is what they have to do to pay off their debt. And they're working. I've seen cases of uh, migrants working in restaurants from 7 a.m. to 11 at night for like $3 an hour, living packed together in squalid apartments and told that, you know, they have to do this to pay off the debt, which in reality will never be paid. I've seen cases of minors put into domestic servitude for years, uh, not being put in school. They go to work in factories and they work in the homes of the so-called sponsors that that, uh, claim them after they cross the border. And usually this is arranged in advance. Smugglers tell the parents of these kids that they're going to get them to a better life in America, 
and they end up in servitude and forced labor. There are factories making auto parts in Alabama and Georgia that are employing dozens of of kids, minors, who cross the border illegally and are working to make auto parts for Kia and Hyundai and some of these other um, big car names that have plants around the United States. And it's the federal government right now is is not even investigating a lot of these cases that are happening. It, it's really sad. I mean, everything from, you know, forced labor to the worst kind of sex trafficking that occurs. And yeah. if we crack down on the border, if we secure the border, this is going to go away to, the, to a great extent. Jessica, as you're talking about this, it, my, my history is interesting. My um, paternal great-grandmother immigrated from Germany, and she actually worked as an indentured servant for a family, or this is at least the family story, uh, for a family in Omaha to work off her passage for her um, for her boat, for the boat. Um, but she did work that off. It was all honorable. Uh, she came through Ellis Island, is our understanding. Um, but it, somehow that's it's it's different. That was legal. I, I I'm just trying to kind of match this up. What's your thoughts on that, Jessica? Well, my back in those days, you could come here. Um, my own great grandfather came here to work as a stonemason. We had a policy then that allowed people to do that. If they could find employment and not be a public charge, they were allowed to come. And that kind of an arrangement probably was legal at the time. But what's happening now is criminal smuggling organizations that lie to naive migrants, put them in situations that are literally criminal today. You're not allowed, if you're a factory owner, to employ 14-year-olds to drive forklifts and work on a car parts assembly line. You're not allowed to have a, a, a 12-year-old girl working as a maid in your house, you know, 24-7, mm-hmm. and keep her out of school and look the other way when your teenage sons rape her constantly. I mean, that is a real story that was found out only when the girl was taken to the hospital for a miscarriage. Um, these, these are stories of human bondage and enslavement that are happening now um, and migrants are taken advantage of because illegal immigration today is a criminal enterprise. There's an, an infrastructure of criminal organizations that make it happen and they are laughing all the way to the bank now with the border policies uh, that the Biden administration has put into place. Uh, President Biden inherited the most secure border ever in our history. And now we have a mass migration crisis with seven or 8,000 people crossing a day illegally and uh, no enforcement of laws in the interior to, to pick up on this trafficking. With policies where minors are turned over to anyone without background checks or well-being checks after they're placed with sponsors. And that's, you know, this, this lack of um, interest in what happens after the migrants get here is really what enables this policy, not only letting them in, but also failing to uh, pay attention to what is happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and I think the difference between your grand, your great-grandfather and my great-grandmother is they came in legally. 
So it's known that they are here. They had sponsors. They had to prove that they had sponsors. So there's, you know, there's that connection that that that's buttoned up mm-hmm. as well. So that was legal. This is illegal. I'd had uh, Todd Watkins on um, a while back, and he's a former border agent. And he ran for El Paso County Sheriff as well out here. But he said as a border agent, and this stopped me in my tracks, that they do not fingerprint these children that are coming across the border. And then I had a listener that reached out after Mark Krikorian was on. And, I mean, we've heard stories of of um, coyotes, of, of um, cartel members uh, spitting into the, the mouth of children if they're, they're going to do the uh, genetic test to see if they're related. Uh, do you know anything about that? Have you ever heard that, Jessica? Yes, I have, and, and, and that's an interesting thing to bring up. Um, the Trump administration started policies of checking the DNA of any illegal migrants bringing children to verify whether they are were truly family members. Um, because um, we were seeing cases of parents letting their kids come up as migrants and the smuggling organizations would place them with adults who weren't allowed to stay otherwise. Because the policy has been if you come as a, as an, uh, with a child, you're allowed to stay. So then the Trump administration saw so many cases of these fake families they started doing the DNA testing. And I was told by someone who was in charge of the immigration enforcement in the, in the El Paso sector that they shut it down. As soon as they started the DNA testing, you know, the smugglers pay attention to what we're doing. Sure. It was shut down by noon that same day. They started in the morning, but in the afternoon, no more fake families because word passed back. I mean, there are, are tools that we have uh, you know, our Customs and Border Protection and the, Homeland, the Department of Homeland Security, these are modern law enforcement agencies with tools to shut down. You know, a lot of times the smugglers are a step ahead of us, but we can catch up to them and shut it down. The Biden administration no longer does the DNA testing. Um, they just don't think it's important. Instead, if you come, you know, the kids come in, we don't fingerprint kids under 14. And one of the problems with that is that a lot of these kids have been involved in gangs back in Central America. And so, um, and we have information sharing agreements with some of those uh, governments down there on gang members. So we would not know if, if these kids were involved in gangs back in the home country. You just, you know, if they're a kid, you look the other way. Someone comes forward to sponsor them, look the other way. Let them out of, you know, custody, just let it keep happening. Um, you know, see no evil. I tell you, I, I was at a conference on human trafficking in Houston in September, and the school resource officers were tearing their hair out, um, just uh, horrified by what they are seeing in some of the schools there with um, gang activity now and girls caught up in the gangs who end up being sex trafficked. Um, And then they were raising their hands, who are these kids? How do they get here? Why do we, you know, why do we let this happen and now we, the local authorities, have to clean up the mess and deal with these problems that in the schools now in certain places. Well, but Jessica, I'm thinking about people that are sending their kids to public school, kids that are sending their kids to school, um, teachers um, that are teaching at these schools. Just think of the danger that we are putting um, our, our, you know, our American kids and our, our American teachers at on that. Your final thought on this, Jessica. But that's right. It, it, ultimately, um, 
Americans in our communities have to deal with this, um, and that is not fair, and we have the tools in our law to prevent this from happening, and it's absolutely critical that that someone take over and start doing it. Are you encouraged with the Republican House of Representatives that we can start to shed more light on this? Well, I am. One of their first orders of business is to pass a border security bill. Um, the, The Democrats in the Senate want to block it if it doesn't also have a mass amnesty. That's a mistake. You know, let's secure the border first, have immigration laws in first, enforced first, and then we'll talk about other legal immigration issues. Okay. And Jessica Vaughn, people can find you at uh, CIS.org, correct? CIS.org? That's right. Everything we produce is on that website. Uh, Thank you so much for shedding light on this. And again, you can find that at the New York Post, Biden's border policies facilitate shocking modern day slavery. Jessica Vaughn, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, before we go to break, and we'll be talking with Mary Alpers in the second uh, second hour, but uh, they're great sponsors of the show. It's uh, She is a co-owner with Steve Cruz of Three Points Financial. They're a fee-only financial and tax-focused company. They consider all the pieces of a client's financial life. There's no sales or commissions involved. And all the advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. So Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz uh, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. And what's ever happening in the world, and there's a lot going on, and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. So if you would like to have a no-obligation introductory call with uh, Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, reach out to them at 3pointsfinancial.com. That's 3pointsfinancial.com. We will be right back. Home ownership, a place to call your own, has created wealth for Coloradans throughout the years. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Call Karen at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive, and experts in each of their fields, with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science, and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org, ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmonson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, 
All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. It is Friday, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Dr. Brian Jundef, and uh, he is, uh, you can find many of his essays at American Thinker and uh, just really important subjects that he delves into. Uh, Dr. Brian Jundef, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you, and wanted to talk with you about a piece that you uh, published right after Christmas. Uh, and you said there certainly was an insurrection, but not by Trump. Uh, that's a pretty interesting title. Uh, where do you want to start with this, Dr. June Depp? Well, we can start with collusion between government and big tech. Uh, we can start with the FBI trying to influence the 2016 election, the 2020 election, by uh, chasing stories that were fabricated or ignoring stories that were very real. And it seems there's a collaboration between the embedded government, the deep state, the establishment, call it what you want, uh, that are uh, collaborating with the government to try to influence power and elections. And this may go back uh, to the Kennedy days, because Tucker Carlson talked about it on a show shortly before I, I, I wrote about it, and that was partly the idea about uh, potential CIA involvement in the Kennedy assassination, and he brought it up and was asking questions, and that's maybe one of the first in modern times of uh, the government trying to overturn or affect the duly elected presidency. Uh, it is uh, rather chilling to actually think that that could happen in America. However, I, I, I've uh, dubbed 2023 as the year of the truth revealed. And that's the thing about the truth is if you continue to search for it and shine light on what's going on, the truth ultimately will prevail. And I think even George Washington said something along that line. Um the insurrection, and I'm going to put that in air quotes, because I was talking with a young person last year, uh, right around uh, January 6th, and he said to me that he knew, he realized that the, the whole thing was uh, trumped up, no, no pun intended, uh, when uh, he watched the video of, remember the horned man that ended up was yeah. in like the inner chambers sitting in you know, in, in the chair and watching the, the horn man walk into the inner chambers with one or two Capitol police walking behind him. Seems like if you were a Capitol police officer, you would be doing everything that you could to prevent that from happening. If it in fact was a real insurrection, your thoughts on that, Dr. June death. Well, certainly it, it started with Trump and his words. And he said to, uh, peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard at the Capitol. And that's free speech and freedom of assembly. That's not overthrow of the government. And they seem to omit his words in the uh, January 6th commission. 
the Capitol Police opened the doors. They were ushering people in. There's plenty of video. Uh, Republican House members promised to release all that video. And that'll be quite interesting. Let, let's see. Uh, the little video that I've seen is Capitol Police basically opening the doors, and it, it's like a, a, a tour of the Capitol. Just come on in, and we'll keep an eye on you so you don't get into mischief, but come on in. The door's open. If they really wanted to secure it, they could have. They didn't order the National Guard. They, I'm almost certain they told the police, Capitol Police, to stand down. And it'll be interesting if House Republicans look at Nancy Pelosi's emails and other communications to see if that's indeed the case. Somebody had to give that order. Well, and in your piece, you mentioned that the FBI admitted to embedding informants in the January 6th protests. And as uh, as new video is being released, somebody sent me something the other day, uh, and it looked like it was looking down from a balcony onto... Uh, you know, down to, uh, and there were two individuals dressed all in black. One had a, an American flag, I think it was, and was trying to um, bust, bust open a window or a door. And the other had a crowbar. And Dr. June Depth, I really don't recall seeing very many people dressed all in black uh, showing up with crowbars at any of the Donald Trump rallies, uh, typically, I just as as I've watched some of those, that that's never that never happened to from what I can tell. No, these these are likely FBI informants, Antifa types, people that were there to specifically cause trouble and not part of the Trump crowd. You're correct. The Trump rallies are just average people, and they weren't bringing weapons, and they they weren't causing damage. Uh, but all you need is a few informants or embeds to do that and create the illusion. Like Ray Epps, we, we still don't know much about Ray Epps, but he was on the street urging people to storm the Capitol while wearing a Trump hat. So that makes him de facto a Trump supporter. But interestingly, despite all the video of him, he hasn't been arrested. He's not in prison. How many other people are rotting away in prison for over two years now? How can how can that happen, Doctor June Deb? Because uh, in our Constitution, we're supposed to be guaranteed uh, to, you know, a speedy. Tr- well, I think it's in the const. I need to read my Constitution, but a, a speedy trial. If we're accused of something, we're not supposed to be uh, in prison for years and years and years. That's a good question, along with many others. How can the FBI fabricate evidence and present it to a FISA court to spy on a presidential candidate? his transition and his administration, yet that happened. There doesn't seem to be accountability for this or any type of reckoning. And even during Trump's four years, he was dealing with this. And despite him making appointments of Jeff Sessions, of Barr, of other people, this stuff still went on, which suggests that who's really in charge of the government? Is the president kind of a token position? And the deep state, the intelligence agencies, Justice Department, the big agencies, they're really running the show. Well, if if we had not had Trump, whether or not people like him or not, if we had not had Trump, uh, I'm not sure that there would be light being shown upon all of this, Dr. June Depp. None of this would be exposed, including the uh, Twitter releases and what's going on with Twitter. Twitter would remain a propaganda arm of the government, of the intel agencies, Justice Department, FBI. And that's what the Twitter releases have shown, that there was 
uh, pressure and coercion from the government suppressing free speech that goes against the First Amendment right there. The government shall not infringe, and they're doing it via proxy, using Twitter, Google, Facebook, YouTube. Twitter is all we know about. I'm sure the exact same thing has gone on at a, a lot of the other social media and big tech companies that they're doing the same thing of members of Congress demanding that an investigative reporter be banned from Twitter and Twitter complying. That's uh, that's chilling. Well, it really is chilling. And uh, I do quotes um, of, from people throughout history uh, regularly on the show. And consistently what I see is tyrants, one of the first things they want to do is um, reduce uh, our freedom of speech uh, by the populace. And then, of course, another thing is an assault on the, the Second Amendment, which the Second Amendment was put in place so that everyday people could protect themselves against a government that is uh, out of control. Uh, your correct. comments, correct? Oh, absolutely. There's there's a reason for the order of the amendments. I don't think it's coincidental. It's it's uh, the fundamental right of of uh, freedom of speech, of press, of assembly, and then uh, this number two amendment is the stick behind that to make sure that that's enforced. So there's no no question about that. But uh, the censorship is is very disturbing. Uh, what if uh, the FCC decides that uh, you're spreading misinformation and your radio show should be taken off the air because uh, you're discussing things like that with people like me? So uh, it, it's not uh, it's not a small step if Adam Schiff can demand that Paul Sperry be banned from Twitter and uh, Alex Berenson and other people that are uh, speaking truth or at least their opinion not have it well and uh, so this is a, a time that we must continue to exercise our freedom of speech and search for truth and that that is what we do and uh, um, it's important to do that I you know dr. June depth when when I first started on this journey and I thought about it I and um, I thought guys you know there can be danger in freedom of speech but the thing with <clears throat> the thing with tyrants, Doctor June Depth, if you acquiesce to, to tyrants, it doesn't get better. It's only going to get worse. And so if I if I shut down my voice because I'm concerned about tyrannical behavior, rest assured, it's not going to get better. And that's why it is so important that we continue to exercise our freedom of speech. Your thought on that, and we'll go to break here in just a moment. Absolutely. Uh, if we don't speak up, then our, our voices can't be heard, and it's a monolithic idea. And that was very evident during COVID of doctors that questioned or challenged or asked questions, me being one of them. Um, you know, why are we doing this? Why are we doing new things that we didn't do in the past? What's the evidence? Why is this happening? Please explain. Uh, early days of masks and therapeutics and distancing and lockdowns and and, and now it's, you know, talking about the vaccines and sudden deaths and is there a relation and let's explore that. And uh, if you dare bring it up, you're spreading misinformation. Well, who's the arbiter of misinformation? Do we have a ministry of truth that decides what's truth and everything else is uh, disinformation? And if you say it, you're an enemy of the state. And that's that's very chilling. That's out of a Orwell book. Oh, absolutely. I'm talking with Dr. Brian Jundep <clears throat> about his very important piece at American Thinker 
uh, regarding, yes, there was an inter- insurrection, uh, but not by Trump. Uh, and uh, before we go to break, though, I want to mention the U.S. Embassy Memorial Foundation. Uh, they, as you know, are raising money for the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax to remodel it. And Paulo Sarles is the uh, president of the USMC Memorial Foundation. She's a woman Marine <clears throat> and a Vietnam veteran's Gold Star wife. And uh, she is and her team, they're focused on raising this money. And it's it's so important to remodel this, to, to bring it up to date. It was built in 1977. Because we must have a place where we go to remember and honor those that gave their lives or willing to give their lives for our freedom and our liberty. And uh, you can honor your military service or your loved one's military service by buying a brick on one of their walkways of service. So uh, go to USMC Memorial Foundation for more information. That is USMC Memorial Foundation. We'll be right back with Dr. Brian Junedeth. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interests as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. It's Friday. It is Friday, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure to check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And before we get back to Dr. Brian June Depth, I want to mention another great sponsor of the show. They've been sponsors for a long time, and uh, they're sponsors of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories, and that is Hooters Restaurants. They have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. A great place to get together to watch sports. And um, they have all kinds of TVs. And they have uh, specials for lunch and for happy hour Monday through Friday. Wednesday's Wings Day. You buy 20 wings, you get additional 10 for free. The girls were over on Wednesday night. And uh, I ordered the wings, and they were delicious. And Hooters Restaurants became my sponsor. It's a really interesting story from when I was on city council. Uh, and it's a story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. So you can check that out at my website. Uh, thrilled to have on the line with me Dr. Brian June Depth. And he, he's, he's talking about the really important things out there. This piece at American Thinker that was published right after Christmas. There certainly was an insurrection, but not by Trump. I mean, there's such courage in speaking truth into these issues. But I noticed 
in the piece, you mention Seth Rich. And I remember when he was murdered, young guy, and he worked for the Democrat, the DNC. And it, it, was, it was just a very odd murder. They called it, I think, a robbery, but he had his watch and his cell phone and his wallet. So, and apparently there's some new developments on this. Have you heard anything about that, Dr. June Depth? About it. Apparently he had two laptops and uh, FBI has the laptops in their possession, but uh, there's been very little inquiry or uh, closure to this. FBI turned much of the investigation over to uh, uh, basically a DNC-sponsored firm, the uh, Fusion GPS, to uh, review things. They didn't do the review themselves. My suspicion is that uh, he was disappointed with how the Democrat Party was treating Bernie Sanders and trying to rig the primaries against him to make Hillary the nominee. And blew the whistle on it. And um, Julian Assange has hinted that uh, Seth Rich might be the source. It wasn't uh, uh, the Russians. It wasn't a state organization that gave him the information. And where, where's the investigation on this? It's, uh, you're correct. It wasn't uh, a robbery. Nothing was taken. He was murdered and if I recall right, the people that murdered him disappeared. So it, it, it's like the, you know, the mafia hit. <laughs> you kill the killer, so the the chain of connection to who ordered it, to who carried it out, is gone. Okay. So, so where's where's the investigation? Why why don't we know anything? Uh, the FBI is quick to send seventeen agents to investigate a garage door pull handle, which uh, looked like a noose, but something like this, it's buried. The FBI has a, a convenient habit of burying stories they're not interested in, even the, the what we're learning last couple days about classified documents in Joe Biden's possession. They knew that before the midterms, but they didn't do anything. They raided Mar-a-Lago, but Biden's, they, they kept that story quiet until well after the midterms. Okay, and so we only have a few minutes left, and, and so I want to ask you about this. I find this... These uh, classified documents that have shown up in Biden's garage, but it was locked. He said it was locked. It was with his Corvette. It was locked. Uh, and then also at um, uh, library, this uh, library, um, I've, I, I just find this whole thing curious, Dr. June Depth. Uh, well, and well, that's all I can say. I, I don't know for sure. Yeah, the, the Democrats and the left are trying to conflate that with Trump. Trump's documents. Number one, Trump as president had declassification authority. Biden as vice president does not, did not have that authority. Trump's documents, whatever they were, were at Mar-a-Lago in a locked room guarded by Secret Service. Biden's were not. They were in some college facility and in in the garage of a house registered to his son, Hunter. Uh, Yeah, a locked garage. I'm a physician. If I brought a bunch of medical charts home and left them in my garage, HIPAA would be all over me. You can't do that. So uh, medical charts to potential high-level national security, these are SCI documents that can only be viewed in a skiff, which is a secure room. These are not uh, for anybody to look at. And why are lawyers getting these documents and and moving them around? You'd think if you had files or boxes of papers, 
you could hire somebody for 20 bucks an hour to do that, not $500 an hour lawyers. So there's a lot of questions about this, why it's coming up now, the curious timing, two locations. Uh, people in the know have hinted that there be maybe more documents at more locations. And I wonder if this is an effort to uh, get rid of Biden. The midterms are over, and it's now time for the Democrats to think about 2024 and perhaps a different candidate. Uh, well, it's it is it, it is rather remarkable. And I was watching some of the evening shows last night, and uh, there was a picture of Biden's garage and there and his Corvette, and these documents supposedly are just just right there. This is something just isn't passing the smell test with me, Doctor June Depp. No, this this isn't right, and 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 who knows. Who knows what's really going on? Were the documents, you know, Biden claims not to know anything, but so what? Could the documents be placed there? Or are there other people behind the scenes, the people that are controlling Biden? Is it time to get rid of him? Are they setting up an impeachment, a 25th Amendment, a resignation? Who knows what? Biden is not going to be a strong candidate for 2024. Uh, neither is his vice president. And maybe it's time for a, a change of guard. You know, you can speculate, get rid of Biden, Harris is president, picks Michelle Obama as vice president, and guess who runs in 2024? So, wow. a, lot of, a lot of ways, this is where imagination comes in, and you can come up with all sorts of scenarios. Joel Gilbert, filmmaker, he thinks it's uh, Michelle Obama is going to be the candidate in 2024. So this is a potential pathway to that. Huh. So it's it's interesting to speculate. Nobody knows for sure. Right. And then uh, speculation. I also heard uh, Gavin Newsom. We've got a couple of of, uh, minutes left. I hadn't thought about uh, Michelle Obama. That, um, ooh, that would be, that would be formidable, I think, Dr. June Depth. Well, it it would. And it's having the the race and gender card to play. Uh, You can hear the Harpies on CNN and The View and MSNBC, anything you say critical is racist and sexist. So it, it's sort of a insulation against any legitimate challenge or criticism. Just shouting it down is uh, racist. Goodness. So, Dr. June Depth, and, and I've been watching, uh, reading a number of your pieces, uh, you know, over time. Uh, your final thought, um, hope? Uh, for America, I, I, I am hopeful the uh, uh, Republican Congress, I think, should uh, do some good things, at least from what we're hearing from Jim Jordan, uh, Matt Gates, and others of disclosing information, holding investigations. W- will there be any accountability? Will the Justice Department do anything to Democrats that have lied to Congress? Uh, think of the Steve Bannon, Roger Stone, all these people indicted, arrested for uh, ignoring subpoenas. Well, well, will Nancy Pelosi be subpoenaed? Will she show up? If she doesn't, will she be arrested? I don't know that that end of it will happen. Will there be an accounting for this? But at least shining the, the light on it. And I think that's uh, long overdue and very important. Well, it certainly is, is uh, the first step. And a little light, a little truth goes a long way. I'm thrilled to get connected with you, Dr. Brian June Depth, and I greatly appreciate uh, you talking about this. Thank you. Okay, you're very welcome. Have a great day. You too. And Frederick Douglass, I went to him for our quote, 
Uh, and again, he said this, which I, I this is pretty fascinating. He said, where justice is denied, where poverty is enforced, where ignorance prevails and where any one class is made to feel that society is an organized conspiracy to oppress, rob and degrade them. Neither persons or property will be safe. We see that happening right now with uh, this CRT and all this kind of stuff here in America. So today, my friends, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. And stay tuned for hour number two. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. This is our number two. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasure valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That is producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday to you, producer Steve. Finally Friday, we say. It is finally fabulous Friday. Oh, okay. How's that? Yeah. You want to have a contest here of illiteration? We, 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 I'd like to, but we don't have time. All right, go so ahead. So we'll do, we'll do that a different day. Uh, but uh, check out the website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. I'm, I'm, we're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And, Steve, I think I made a faux pas in the first hour. No. I do. And uh, as many of you can probably tell, uh, I have been fighting a cold, and I think I'm just about over that. And when you played the Biden uh, soundbite, I thought I was off the air, but I might have been on the air, and I apologize if you heard me blowing my nose. I apologize. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, much weirder things have happened right here in this very studio. Yes, but uh, I try to try to keep all that kind of stuff to a minimum. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, let's get over here to our quote for the day, and it used to be, remember when we just did an hour, and we're like, oh, we need another hour. Now we have another hour. And I had done some duplicate things from hour one to hour two, and one of those was the bill of the day. But we really don't have time to do that, so you're going to need to listen to both hours. And the first hour is rebroadcast, 1 to 2 in the afternoon. The second hour is rebroadcast 10 to 11 at night. And we hope to be back on track with having our uh, summaries and our podcasts up within 24 hours. And when that happens, the podcast of the show, you can find them at Spotify and iTunes as well. Uh, So you do need to listen to the first hour uh, because we did talk about this uh, Senate Bill 16. uh, And basically, this is the 
the uh, 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 it's going to limit uh, probably your um, your freedom to be able to uh, have gas powered lawn tools. And that will be a great segue right in here to our quote for well, the, the, the day. The smart alley question I didn't get to ask the last time is, uh, okay, uh, all those lawn tools will now be electric. Well, tell us where the electric's coming from again. Uh, it has to be backed up by fossil fuels. It goes to the electric grid. Oh, okay. all, all those things. Good answer. Carry on. Yes. Okay, here we go. This is from Frederick Douglass. And I chosen this quote, but it seems very appropriate across the spectrum because we had Jessica Vaughn on in the first hour, the second segment, uh, talking about uh, Biden's border, po- border policies are really creating a modern-day slavery. So I went to Frederick Douglass for a quote. He was an American social reformer, abolitionist, orator, writer, and statesman. Uh, he escaped slavery, and he became a national leader of the abolitionist movement in Massachusetts and New York. And he was uh, a, a dyed uh, and true Republican. He was born in 1817 or 1818. He died in 1895. He said this, I didn't know I was a slave until I found out I couldn't do the things I wanted. Gosh, think about the reaction to COVID. People couldn't do the things they wanted. But Yeah, there was a wake-up call. Yeah, there was a wake-up call for sure. Uh, the show comes to you because we have amazing sponsors. And I highly recommend each and every one of them. I know them personally. We have Mary Alpers on the line with us. She is a co-owner of Three Points Financial. Mary Alpers, happy Friday. Thank you. You too. I hope you feel better. I, I don't feel bad, but I, I, I sound like... Um, anyway, I'm taking my vitamins, Mary, and I'm feeling better, so thank you. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> so what, what do you want people to, to know today? What do you want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about, you know, I think it's good to start off the year with knowing what the rules are. And I think um, we have some opportunities to increase savings, so I'd like to talk about that. Um, the contribution limits have increased for the retirement plans and individual IRAs. So if you're still working and saving for your future, uh, it's still very important. And for many, uh, retirement years come, you know, more quickly than you planned or thought they might. Or maybe then you thought you had to uh, work, how long you had to work. Maybe you have some opportunities to stop earlier. So one way to do that is to put away money. Um, so the more you have independently saved, the better off you are no matter what. So in 2023, the maximum limits to allow to be put away for IRAs and Roth are 6500 for those under 50 and 7,500 for those over 50. And um, the income limits that allow you to go directly into a Roth contribution have increased from 204,000 if you're married filing joint in income up to 218,000 for 2023. So they're giving more opportunity for people to go directly into a Roth IRA based on income. And if you're single or head of household, it went from less than 129000 to now it's less than 138000 So um, I think that's a positive. And in the 401k contribution limits, that's even greater. Uh, they increased from 20500 to 22500 if you're under 50. But if you're over 50... It went from, you can go up to $30,000 in your 401k. And most companies are also now allowing 401k Roth 
which have the same limits, um, but they allow tax-free growth in retirement. And we encourage that if it fits your personal financial situation and um, you want to have after-tax money. And also, um, about saving money, the required minimum distributions of age for an IRA, you know, it was 70 and a half, and then it's 72. Well, if you're 72 this year or and forward, the age retirement is now 73. So we had to contact a lot of clients that thought they were going to have to do required distributions in their IRA this year. They got another year. So if you were born, I think it's 1951 or later, you get to wait until age 73 and a little bit farther down the track, you know, not, not quite relevant now, it's getting pushed to 75. So um, they're understanding that people that want to save longer or are working longer and many are living longer, they need to adjust for this reality instead of, uh, you know, the old 70 and a half rule, which was there for a long time. Well, and question, who's making these rules? Is this legislation or is this regulation? Who's making these rules, it's Mary? Part of, it's part of what is passed with, with, for the IRS with Congress, yes. Okay, okay. Um, that's why I, that is why people need to work with you and Steve Cruz. Uh, because all these nuances, when you talk about tax efficiency, uh, and you also do tax preparation, but tax efficiency helps people keep more of their hard-earned dollars in their pocket. And uh, right. boy, that makes a lot of sense. And knowing that you don't have to do something gives you options. You can. You can take out money anytime after 59 and a half in an IRA, but without a penalty. But anytime you take out in, out of a pre-tax IRA, of course, it's taxable. So if there's other ways to get funds you need that aren't in a retirement account, then this is giving you a little break on that, too. Boy, that sure makes a lot of sense. All of these nuances are so important. Um, final thought on this, Mary? Well, I just think it's good to be aware. Um, you know, obviously, the more, you know, saving more, earning more, and spending less will always help you, especially in inflationary times, because we are feeling that and you see that. But there are some positives, and um, so we work with what is allowed, and we try to find the positives. Well, that makes a lot of sense, and uh, people can reach out to you for a no-obligation appointment. How do they do that? They go to threepointsfinancial.com, and there's a place to contact us. And make an appointment, and um, there's also a cash flow worksheet that you can work with on your own to try to, you know, it's really important to know what you spend versus what you earn, and a goal-setting sheet and a discovery profile, which we would like to see so we know as much about you as we can before we even have that call so we don't waste time on the call. And we, have, we ask that you fill it out to your comfort level. Um, we don't waste time asking questions that we could have ahead of time. Boy, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, that website is threepointsfinancial.com, threepointsfinancial.com. Mary, we will talk to you here in a couple of weeks. We'll talk to Steve next week, and thank you so much. And, again, that's threepointsfinancial.com. Thank you. Have a great weekend. 
And uh, as, as you can tell, I get to work with amazing people as, uh, as sponsors of the show. And another one of those great sponsors is the Roger Mangan State, Fi- State Farm Insurance Team. And they understand there are unknowns that can keep you up at night. And that's uh, why the Roger Mangan Team can also help with life insurance and health insurance needs to replace lost income. So call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Uh, like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan Insurance is there. I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card. Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Karen Levine believes in homeownership. Because of Karen's love of dogs, Karen volunteers regularly with GRRR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, helping Golden Retrievers find their forever homes. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. It's Friday! Indeed, it is Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I am thrilled to have on the line with me Greg Phillips. Uh, He is with True the Vote, and uh, they have been doing amazing work. And I'm just uh, very excited to have him. Greg Phillips, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me this morning. I'm already on about my fifth cup of coffee, so I should be I should be at least coherent for your listeners. Well, I, I hope so. I'm on. I think I'm on my fifth uh, cup of coffee too, Greg. I have been watching you and Catherine Engelbrecht uh, from afar, and uh, my gosh, you are two courageous individuals. Um, but not everybody may be familiar with True the Vote and what you have uh, what you've uncovered. And uh, it was actually featured in Dinesh D'Souza's movie, 2,000 Mules. So how would you set this up for someone that may not, this may be their first uh, first time to really hear about what's going on? Well, I've been in this business uh, that we now call uh, election intelligence um, for 40 years. I did my first deal in Alabama in 1982. Uh, so it's been it's been a long time coming for me. Catherine um, is much more of a leader of, of sort of the recent movement. Uh, she started through the vote in uh, 2009 after a whole bunch of watching a whole bunch of nonsense in the 2008 elections in Houston, Texas. Um, has really grown. You know, she fought the IRS. She she you know experienced 27 different audits from five different government organizations, from the FBI to ATF to the IRS. 
um, uh, back years ago, fought them all and won. Um, and and it's really sort of the, the what Catherine does sort of at the local level to to engage people in in various pieces of the election, uh, whether it's working in the polls or working for a candidate or or whatever. Her her view is that you know if elections aren't truly free, we're not are not truly fair. We're not truly free, and um, and she has built. Uh, movement. She has about a million people in her in her organization that, that follow her and uh, and that work with her on a variety of projects. Our side of it, my side of it, my team's side of it is really the data side. Um, we um, we have some extraordinarily skilled people in uh, in artificial intelligence. Um, we have a massive amount of data. We probably have more data uh, on recent elections than any organization in the world. Um, and so we're able to provide information to her uh, that supports the efforts of those million people that are out working. Uh, we, we not just provide reports, but we provide operational support. Uh, we're real true operational assets to, to True to Vote. The information that became 2,000 Mules um, really came about because some of my analysts are a couple of, a couple of guys who are contractors to us. Um, called me to a meeting at a hotel room in Dallas in uh, January of 2021, and um, and we started going through not only the the um, the um, geospatial analysis, so all of your phones, you might imagine, you have uh, depending on what kind of phone you have, you have anywhere from four to eight unique device IDs, and those IDs are stamped if you're on an app like the Weather app or you know, Facebook, whatever, you name it. Oh, there's 360,000 apps that gather this information. And the and they send out signals at varying degrees. So the weather app might send out a signal every two seconds. There are other apps that send them out every 50 seconds. But what's in that, in that signal is a the, your unique device ID, who you are. It, it stamps where you are on the earth how high above the earth you are, so the altitude, um, but it also stamps the time. So you can take those, those, those chasm of, of, of stamps and create what we call a pattern of life. Um, this is something that the intelligence community has done for years, and we, we have deployed it into more of the election intelligence space, but we can build a pattern of life with those stamps and really show where people go, what they do, what apps they're on, um, and and really build a. Um, it's it's actually a little startling to see sometimes the level of great plane. It's great kind of it's actually really scary, Greg. Yeah, it is, and um, yeah, it, it is. I mean, we think about that all the time. In fact, uh, just next week. Uh, we're going to launch uh, a a type of device that allows uh, patriots, families, law enforcement, um, uh, judges, and others that really don't need to be tracked. I mean, we don't want our kids tracked, right? I don't want the judges tracked. I don't want law enforcement tracked. So we built a device that that um, looks a little bit like a hotspot. You can log into it, and it defeats everything that I just told you, and you literally disappear from the tracker screens. And so we, we pushed that. We're going to push that out just because it is so disturbing that we began to think. For me, when I think about my grandkids. They, you know, sometimes they have homework that they have to do on these online schools, um, and I don't want anybody tracking them. I don't want them knowing where those kids, where those two little kids are sitting. 
and um, and so we 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 built that. But when used for good, I mean, it's certainly an evil. People with evil intent could use it to hurt us all, and and do, by the way. Uh, but when used for good, there are some things that can come out of these these cell phone signals. And one of the things we did was, was track people that were going to the drop boxes ten or more times, um, and um, and dropping you know big chunks of of, of, of uh, video in. We backed it up with some. I'm sorry, about dropping ballots in. Um, we do have some video. We have uh, several million minutes of video from 2020 that does match up with some of it. Uh, it's a little clunky, and and not all organ not all uh, jurisdictions do what they're supposed to do and what the law compels them to do with these cameras and with the surveillance. But you know, we 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 were able to prove enough of it to really, I think, pique the interest of Americans and. And uh, the data certainly supports us and and um, and what we do. Um, you know, the United States military uses it. Militaries around the world use it. Um, you know, there's a reason that that you know that bombs are dropped directly on top of the tank, and the reason is they're using their cell phone inside the tank, and they're being tracked, and those those signals are being used to help locate people. So, and, so but a, and if somebody turns their cell phone off. That doesn't matter, does it? You know, it doesn't. Um, and there are some reasons why that's true. There are all sorts of signals, it's, things your phone's doing um, that that you don't even know about even when it, even when it's off. But interestingly, from a forensic perspective, when crimes are like this, like this maniac that killed these kids up in Idaho, for example, one of the things they did was track his phone and. And it becomes part of the pattern of evidence or the, the his pattern of life that when he got close to the home where, where the kids were killed, um, he turned his phone off for a couple hours. And so that becomes part of the, actually the evidence because people don't turn their phones off. And if you never, ever turn your phone off, then all of a sudden you turn your phone off and you're within a few feet of where you're about to kill a bunch of people. And that it's in and of itself becomes evidence. So, so there's a, it's, it's an, it's an amazing science and it is science. Uh, we bought 10, just to give your, your listeners some, some idea of the scope, um, in Atlanta, Phoenix, Detroit, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Philadelphia. Seems like I'm missing one. We bought 10 trillion cell phone pings, those signals I was talking about, mm-hmm. and then it's just a matter of t- getting ten, getting a big enough computer to open 10 trillion signals, and then beginning the process of ordering them, building that pattern of life, skinning it down, being sure that we don't have false positives, we're not including people that shouldn't be included, and on the other hand, false negatives, we're not, we're not, um, not including, sorry for the double negative, uh, people that, that that should have been included. So it's really a science. Uh, the people that do it and that work on our, our team are, are really amazing folks and, and um, incredible patriots, and they're doing things that, that um, you know, not only keep, keep us all safe, uh, but are really evening up the, the, um, the fight for free and fair elections because the other side's been doing this kind of thing for a long time, and we have, um, we're now in a position to fight back very regularly. Who thought up this idea, though? Uh, first of all, 
uh, I, that uh, private people could purchase this is, is intriguing to me. But who came up with this idea? I mean, did, did somebody start to, th- to think about this ballot harvesting? Out here in Colorado, we have legal ballot harvesting. People can uh, ballot harvest 10 ballots. But who's to say that they don't uh, do 10 and another 10 and another 10? How did you guys all come up with this idea to check this out? It was really Catherine charged me um, with with figuring it out, Greg. We got to We have to figure this out. This was back in 2020, of course, when you know COVID opened up the door to all manner of things, and and you know the left was fighting so hard for these drop boxes, and Zuckerberg was investing 300 million dollars into these drop boxes, and the, it the, it was almost right in front of our faces, and then. Um, I sat down with my team and I said, "All right, guys, what can we do?" And we spent we spent one night in a in a in a uh, hotel room working through the details of it. Um, made the purchase the next day, and um, boom, we 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 got it. We, we also found all sorts of other things along the way, like this Chinese company Conic um, that that we've been involved in that situation. Um, uh, we also uncovered some really uncomfortable information about them. And, and so as, as all these ideas start coming together and we start getting better at utilizing all of the data that we have, um, this couldn't have happened five years ago. And part of it is the technology wasn't there for either side to do it. Um, but we as a movement never really figured out what it meant to create a fusion center and how we could bring different types of data into one place and then maybe maybe work on the conic situation on one thread, work on the uh, Dropbox situation and the mules-related stuff on another thread, but still have so much data that, that forensic operators could use, that, that law enforcement could use, that we can use, that, that citizens can use to really keep themselves safe and keep elections free and fair. Um, and so it was, it was um, well, I think probably... Actually, I hesitate to say it was my idea uh, because Catherine and I, um, you know, I have lots of ideas, but but a lot of them don't escape the scrutiny of, of Catherine because <laughs> she's pretty smart. She's pretty smart and stuff. Okay, hey Greg, this is absolutely fascinating, and uh, let's go to break. I'm talking with Greg Phillips uh, with True the Vote, and uh, this is data that they put together. Uh, was a lot of the information was put forth in this movie 2000 Mules and and in essence what what they were able to connect the dots on was these mules these people that would pick up ballots at certain locations and then they could track them going to different ballot boxes and uh, in doing so realized that uh, this was uh, probably uh, affecting our, our elections. And so it's so important. Greg Phillips, this is fascinating. We're going to go to break. Uh, and uh, before we do that, though, IPAC-EDU, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, is put, in putting together this this great program for people that are intellectually curious uh, with courses, with instructors, um, world-renowned instructors, uh, very affordable uh, for you to learn about all different kinds of subjects. You can get more information at IPAC-EDU.org. Uh, That's IPAC-EDU.org. We'll be right back with Greg Phillips. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college. 
but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious. IPAC EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive, and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science, and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org, ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I have on the line with me Greg Phillips with True the Vote. Uh, what he and Catherine Engelbrecht ha- has, have done is nothing short of remarkable. Uh, shedding light on what has happened within our elections. If we, my friends, if we don't have free, fair, honest, and transparent elections, we don't have a country. And that is why the work that uh, Greg and Catherine are doing at True the Vote is so important. Uh, Greg Phillips, before we get get to that, uh, I don't know if you watch Colorado much, but we are in trouble here. We have a radical activist uh, legislature, both House and Senate, a radical activist governor who's trying to paint himself as a libertarian because he'd like to run for president. But the the policies that are being put forth through his bureaucrats are so onerous to the people of Colorado. And so and we actually have legalized election manipulation here in Colorado with um, legalized ballot harvesting and not cleaning up our voter rolls. We have mail in ballots flying all over the state, Uh, actually more ballots probably than there are people. And I just wanted to mention, you had had mentioned uh, Mark Zuckerberg and the $300 million that went to primarily an organization, the Center for Tech and Civic Life. And maybe you can connect that dot. But I don't know if you know that the Colorado Republican, a candidate for secretary of state, she uh, did not win that election, but she sits on the board of the Center for Tech and Civic Life. You can't make this stuff up, Greg. You know, those kind of stories are, are always startling to people, I think, when, when we hear them. But we hear this stuff every single day, and you really can't make it up. I mean, there are there are things that we run into 
related to some of our research that we look at each other like, that, that can't be true. That can't be true. And this is one of them. Mark Zuckerberg and, and CTCL did more damage to free and fair elections in, 20, in, the, in that 2020 cycle and continue to do it, by the way. They lied and said they weren't going to do it anymore, and then they put in another $100 million in 2022. Um, but the, the very idea that one rogue individual with money, like a George Soros or a Mark Zuckerberg or a Bill Gates or some of these evil, these evil folks that are out there, are going to steal freedom and liberty from Americans. You know, it may last for a little while, but eventually people will glom on to this. It's an immutable truth that the human heart longs to be free. And if there are those stealing that freedom from those people, you know, whether it's a Republican Secretary of State support or on the board of CTCL or these, this, this company, Conic, which is... Um, um, operating in in your state um the the reality is people once they wake up and realize that you know this data is in china or that zuckerberg is manipulating these elections um more and more and more across america we're seeing an awakening related to freedom and related to the the lack of tolerance for this kind of nonsense and uh i'm even in states like yours that really have fallen fallen by the wayside and, and, and kind of slipped off into sort of the, the abyss of the left, um, uh, people still are waking up on a more regular basis than ever in history that something is wrong. You know, people just look at each other, you know, like Aaron Lewis says in the song, something ain't right. And and, um, and I, I'm, I'm one of those people, and, and uh, I know you guys are too, and and uh, I, have, I have lots of friends in Colorado, and um, and Catherine has her Catherine's daughter lives in Boulder, and and they see things that are going on up there. They're just like, oh my gosh, what in the world? That said, it's it's the young people like Catherine's daughter and others that as they begin to sort of mature into their professional life and into their political life or involvement or whatever it is, um, that that they will push they will push this aside. Um, and they will, they won't, they eventually will, will push it aside. In the meantime, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of challenges. You're going to face them, you know, from now for a while. That said, there are also a lot of great people up there that are, that are doing a lot of really interesting things. I mean, we have, we have friends, in fact, the folks that introduced us to you are doing some really interesting work in Colorado. And, and I just feel like the, the, while the state certainly is under under assault right now, Catherine's sort of an eternal optimist on this, and she's helped me be that way. Um, that that over time, and people, you you explain to them really what's going on, and you, you know, the movie came out at a great time, just because people were looking for something they could believe in. Um, but those types of things happen all the time, and then when stories like you just said, uh, you know, begin to emerge, and people look at each other like that didn't sound right. Uh, but then they realize, oh my gosh, it really is right. And what does that mean for fa- families? And what does that mean? What does that impact downstream um, to having, you know, that that sort of leftist infiltration? Man, uh, and your show, for example. I mean, uh, it, it it probably couldn't have been as successful as it was back during or is back during the Obama times, just because I don't think that many people were awake to election integrity issues. 
and why it matters and how important it really is. But today, because people like you and Catherine and others are talking about it, um, the, the, the impact can be profound, but it's going to start at sort of that local level, right? I mean, we've got to start doing things like they did in Virginia at the local level, start, a lo- uh, start electing people, and, and we've got to build a bench. The left has been doing this for years. It's been coming the full 40 years that I've been in this business. Uh, but now, for the first time, in here, just the fact that we're talking about this right now, um, you know, this would not have happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. You wouldn't have been, there, nobody would have listened. You'd have been like, wait, they're cheating. Eh, whatever. Uh, but yeah. you know, thanks, to, thanks to big voices like yours, it's, it, it is changing. So a couple of points I wanted to make. And, Greg, I am I'm so excited that you can stay on during our call-ins. And if people want to call in and have a question for Greg, 303-477-5600. But I, I want to make this connection for people. Uh, this Republican House of Representatives has said that they are not going to fund these 87,000 IRS agents, which would be sent out to swarm, swarm upon everyday people to, to ring every sent out of uh, everyday people that they could, uh, which is wrong. But then over here regarding Mark Zuckerberg, the $300 million that he gave to CTCL, CTCL has nonprofit status. And I didn't realize he did another $100 million in 2022. But he gets a tax write-off for doing that. So he doesn't have to pay taxes on that money, and he is affecting our elections. I think that's an important connection to make for people. Catherine has been in direct touch with the new leadership in the House. Um, you, can, you can fully expect that, that some of the key issues that True the Vote has, um, has brought to the forefront are going to be entertained by Congress, and I promise you that that one will be one of them. And there's just no way that, that this can go the way it's going. You know, the, the, one of the greatest things that's ever happened to this country happened when they changed the rules on, on Monday. Those House rules, you know, speakers come and go, right? And I know there was big consternation about, you know, how did McCarthy actually win this thing, whether he was the right guy or this or that or the other. But speakers come and go. What's really, excuse my, my language, but, but what's really screwed the, the Americans and what's, what's been you know, such an affront to freedom has been these House rules. They haven't had to debate on an amendment on the House floor since 2016. Um, some of the committee structures are so wacky that it allows things like Benny Thompson, who was, you know, belonged to a group called the Republic of New Africa in 1972, that killed a cop or killed a police lieutenant in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, they were a terrorist organization. People went to jail for the murder of Lieutenant Skinner. Um, and Benny Thompson was part of that organization. And then all of a sudden, he's the head of a committee. This kind of stuff simply can't happen in America. And, um, and Liz Cheney, you add that to it. The changes that they made will prevent those kind of, of abuses of power, but also should begin to shed light on some of the CTCLs of the world and this IRS agent problem. But but from what I understand from, from Catherine and her conversations with some of the leadership up there, um, that it's, it's very, very likely that, that you'll see some significant um, movement toward, um, you know, bringing clarity and bringing transparency to these election integrity issues. 
Well, the 20 that were the holdouts on this, uh, it was it was courageous on their part to do so. And But the other question is, is why did they have to be holdouts to get McCarthy to get to this point, Greg? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I, I have a little bit of knowledge about this, and so probably enough to be dangerous. But but the the reality is that this was a much broader effort. There were far more than just 20 people involved in it. Um, some of it was for theater. Some of it was to get what they want. Some of it was to... Um, you know, I- I ensure that that these um, these anti freedom um, house rules, you know, never did what they did again. But there were there were dozens, if not close to a hundred, more people involved in some of these negotiations than some of the holdouts. Uh, I just want to throw, throw uh, I don't know if you guys are, are down in Arizona or not, but one of, one of the people I'm so proud of involved in this. Uh, old friend of mine, Eli Crane. He was a Navy SEAL. He's a successful businessman. He's a dad. He's he's just a, a, a just a great Christian warrior. Uh, and I just love Eli. And he hadn't even been sworn into Congress barely before, or, or because of the, this, this fight, he hadn't even technically been sworn in. And yet he's he's one of those twenty standing up. I mean, wow. You know, he, I mean, think about that. This guy goes from being just a businessman, a dad. You know, a guy, a guy sitting in church on Sunday, to to you know helping lead this 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 House of Representatives out of a darkness that's been around for some fifty or sixty years, and and people like Eli Crane, you know, deserve the you know the admiration and respect and support of us all, and and uh, I just can't I just can't say enough about the courage of all of these people. And again, it wasn't just the twenty. There were, there were a lot more people behind the scenes that were doing things that were that were making the votes necessary, that were kind of holding this thing up, that were conducting negotiations. Uh, Jim Jordan had a lot to do with it and others. And, and it's just, a, it's just a, a credit to America. You know, you know, Kim, really what happened was America worked. We were a representative republic, and those representatives sat there, and they worked it out. They slugged it out. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't, it, you know, at times it seemed a little confusing to us all and even a little scary. But in the end, America worked. And I think what really caught, it was really what caught the attention of America that isn't this the way it's supposed to be, right? We're supposed to fight it out and something good happened in the end. And uh, I just I just have huge admiration for all of them. And, and uh, they did they did one of the greatest services for freedom in my lifetime by changing those rules. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, Lauren Boebert from Colorado was very instrumental in that as well. So we right. want to thank her. So Greg's going to stay on the line. I'm talking with Greg Phillips. And the lines are already starting to uh, light up here. Uh, but I, I speaking of courageous individuals, I, I have to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. Paula Sarles and her team, she is the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation. She is a Marine veteran as well as a, a Vietnam veteran, Gold Star wife. And it is on her heart to raise the money. And her team is helping her raise the money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax. You can help them by going to US. USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And it is so important to honor those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for our country and for our liberty. So help them out. We'll be right back with Greg Phillips. 
Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R O O T S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment Environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. It's Friday. It is Friday, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show, 303-477-5600. Thrilled to have on the line with me Greg Phillips with uh, True the Vote. Uh, amazing work that you're doing. And and uh, as we were going into the break, uh, you talking about what had happened uh, regarding the, the whole fight uh, with Kevin McCarthy becoming the uh, House Speaker and those that really worked for monumental changes and that America worked. I love that, Greg Phillips. You know, it really is exciting. I mean, the more, I think, the more I've thought about it as it was sort of unfolding, and you could, you could almost feel that there was something bigger happening, right? It, what couldn't have been just about those 20, you know, Matt and Lauren and, and Eli and and Andy and the rest of those guys that really stood up and were really visible. Um, you know, the, the, I think everyone kind of had their role to play, but for those that were kind of out front on it, you know, catching the incoming from folks, um, that was one thing. But, but it, it's truly a situation where, where, where all of them, um, this, this Republican group who thought, you know, we were, they were going to have another 20, 30 seats, um, all of a sudden, you know, they find it very narrow, um, but the strategies used to to affect this change and to get these rules changed, um, I, I, I just, I mean, I think when the, ultimately when the story is told about all of them and, and all of the roles that, that people um, assumed at, and in the fight, uh, I think it'll be a fascinating story and probably probably worthy of uh, you know a book or a movie in its own right. It is exciting. I need to connect a dot for everyone regarding Lauren Boebert. We wonder why Colorado is in trouble, and it is because the Republican GOP consultant class uh, has been undercutting the grassroots for quite some time. And the Republican consultant GOP GOP class here in Colorado primaried uh, Lauren Boebert, and then her Republican challenger, when they lost the primary, endorsed her Democrat Opponent, And I think it's important to connect that dot. Uh, so with that, uh, Steve, did you want to make a quick comment before we get to John and Castle Rock, uh, producer Steve? 
Both of you have used the expression, uh, you can't make this stuff up, which to me suggests a certain level of audaciousness that we have never you know, uh, seen before. Nobody in their right mind would ever have thought was possible. I just, you know, the wrongdoing, and I've said this on the show, on the air many times, we are awash in wrongdoing, and nobody ever seems to get called on the carpet anymore. Your thoughts on that, Greg? Yeah, well, we're we're helping call them on the carpet for sure. Um, you know, the situation with this um, company Conic out of Michigan that has so many ties to China, um, um, they actually ended up putting us in jail because we refused to name a source. Um, I promise you that story's not over, and the the blowback from what what lives underneath all of that, with all of the challenges that everyone faces, and, and as you perfectly describe it, you know, people are just it is audacious. Um, but when when the we're still tied up in court on that particular case, but once that once that's over and the story begins to emerge, Los Angeles County just this week, um, after dropping some of the initial charges, um, got actually got into the three three hundred terabytes of data that they uh, came in contact with during the arrest. That story's not even over. So you're going to start to see some of these little kingdoms begin to, or thiefdoms begin to uh, crumble a little bit here. And and I promise you, Catherine Engelbrecht, um, and for what, whatever it's worth, us and my team, and uh, Catherine and I are even thinking about starting a super PAC with one one purpose and one person purpose only, and that's to bring to light the shenanigans and the BS that's being shared um, uh, to America or, th- or thrust down your throat, uh, I, I should say, um, and start to bring some of it to light. I mean, one thing about me and Catherine, we're not afraid. We have a backbone, and there's nothing in the end. There's nothing they can do. We're pushing. We, we promote freedom. We're here for freedom. Free and fair elections is one of the most important things we can possibly hope for as Americans. Um, and the final piece of this is, look, it's our, this has been going on for 200 years in America. 200 years they've been cheating on elections. Somebody has been cheating on elections. I've, I've said this recently publicly. It's the plight of the patriot in a representative republic that that we are forever diligent in maintaining our elections and making them free and fair, lest we, we sort of succumb to the masses, right? We're not a, we're not a democracy. You know, we're, you know, democracies fail for that very reason. And, but, but I do believe that it is the, is the, you know, sort of our lot in life as patriots that we forever will have to stand up. And each of these elections, think of them as an individual battle, but the war is for the republic. And, wow. and that's what we find ourselves in. Absolutely. Um, John in Castle Rock, what's on your radar? Thank you, Mrs. John Galt. I had a question and I had a comment as well. So with regards to the tracking of the cell phones, is it the, is it the carriers who are providing the government that information, or is it the companies that uh, make the phones that are providing that information? That is a great question. It's actually the, the companies that make the apps. So it's the app. The, the, the stamp is being made on a signal that's coming from those apps. And the apps are selling them to brokers, and that's how they make money. Where law enforcement comes into this is actually even even less understandable because we can take information to law enforcement. So the way this works, like with J6, for example, some leftist organization tracked a bunch of Americans, took it to the FBI. The FBI couldn't use that information, so they simply took the IMEIs, the codes, 
sent those to Google, Google willingly turned over the information to the FBI on those 1,400 people that were being tracked. And so, so they sort of obfuscate where it's really coming from by just saying, oh, Google gave it to us or, you know, Microsoft gave it to us or Facebook gave it to us or, or those kinds of things. But it's an absolute scam and it, it, it's, it's hurting America. I mean, look, big tech is destroying us. And that's why that's why this new device we're coming out with next week um, is is so important for families, for law enforcement, for people that you know, just citizens, patriots who don't want to be tracked. Um, and I hate to beat that up, but I can't think of something more important than to protect our kids these days from from bad guys that are tracking. Oh my gosh, uh, John! Any other comments? Yeah, pretty important. So I learned a couple months ago that up in northern Colorado, one of the school districts is putting chips in the ID cards of the kids, the students, that tracks them. And uh, and there's plenty of proof of that up there. And I'm guessing if it's in one school district, it's in another. So uh, obviously 1984 is here. The government certainly is tracking us in as many ways as possible. We got about a minute. John th- in Castle Rock, thank you. Greg, uh, we got about a minute. You know, John, John's exactly right, and it's not just happening in northern Colorado. It's happening all over your state, all over, all over America. Uh, that, that Chinese company, uh, Conic, that I talked about, um, they actually started in K-12. They started tracking these kids in K-12. And, and it's all over the place, and, it, and it's absolutely frightening. What's even more frightening about it is that, that if you knew who the sources of this information were, um, anyone can buy this data. So anyone can track these kids. Anyone can track your, your police officers in your communities. Anyone can track our military. But it's being facilitated by a, 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 an FBI and an and a, uh, intelligence community in America that uh, just turned sort of a blind eye. They're using it too, so what the heck? Why, why track the bad guys? It just doesn't make sense. We have to fight back. Now is the time to fight. Now it's not the time to sit back and say, oh, man, we lost this one. I hate that. Let's build on that huge win that we just had in the House, and let's continue this fight. And, and Kim, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you, know, you your listeners, and uh, look forward to um, you know, enjoy, joining with all of you in the fight. Well, and Greg, don't give up on Colorado. We're not giving up on Colorado. There is uh, a team of grassroots people that are are uh, going to work to reclaim this beautiful state. And uh, Greg Phillips, uh, this has been fascinating. I greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. And our quote for the end of the show is really appropriate from Frederick Douglass. He said, where justice is denied, where poverty is enforced. Just think about trying everybody getting on to... to um, Uh, government programs. It says where ignorance prevails and where any one class is made to feel that society is an organized conspiracy to oppress, rob and degrade them. Think about this whole thing regarding CRT, putting people, our children in different groups. Then he says, neither persons nor property will be safe. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. Like a man.